Hey, the danger hour is back. What? Who? Right? Man, has it been some time. You might even say, it's been a while since I left. Did a podcast. It's been a while. Blah, 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 blah. I bet some of you millennials don't know what that is. <laughs> I recently saw a video where they were asking people about the 90s. <laughs> I think they were asking professional basketball players about the 90s. They showed them a photo of the Olsen twins and they're like, uh, I don't know who that is. Shit, I don't know, I don't know who those girls are. Then they showed him a photo of, uh, let's see, who's that black chick that raps? Missy Elliott. Even the black fellas didn't know who she was. <laughs> and I was just thinking back to, to my days. Back in my day, she was a big deal. When I was in high school, she was a big deal. So that goes to show you that uh, I'm an old fuck. But it's actually official. I am a fish. I know I've been saying it for years that I'm an old fuck, but it is finally official. Um, James, what what constitutes you being an old fuck? Is it because of your little gray hairs in your chin? Oh, you noticed those. I have a few gray hairs. I mean, come on, let's not get let's not get crazy. A few grays here and there, just popping out. You might even say, "I'm on my way to become a silver fox." Um, I wouldn't say that, James. Oh, okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm officially an old fuck, though. I don't think I've told you this. It's been, it's been some time, like I mentioned. I can't even remember the last time I did a podcast, but I'm going to assume it was well before my incident. Oh, my God, James, can I take a guess? Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where this is going. By curious, James? No, just regular curious. Okay, here's my guess. You're, you're sick and tired of your battle axe wife, and you put an ad out in, in the, on the onlines to try to meet somebody new, and the person that responded was perfect for you in every single way. And when you showed up to the restaurant, James, to meet your new soulmate, it was a beautiful, beautiful man. And now you're living a super gay life, being super gay with your new loving man. No, that's far from the truth. Far from the truth. Although, I'm not opposed to it. Oh my god! No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Actually, speak. Let me, let me, uh, let me veer off the road here on a tangent. That uh, is a. Uh, why is my voice cracking? With excitement, James. No, it's not because I'm excited. That is actually. Uh, now that you mention it, I just recently found out that a family member that was married with children and I believe even was a, I'm not very close to this person anymore, but was uh, an actual pastor at, ch- at a church, okay? Wife, kids, the whole nine yards, dog, picket fence, the whole deal is now with a dude, divorced his wife and is now with a dude. Now look, this is all hearsay. I, I heard someone say that, <laughs> but my source is reliable, and I have seen a photo of this person with the other man. What a shocking turn of events. Is this other man you, James? No, I said it wasn't me. 
It's a cousin that I'm not, uh, I'm not very close to that does not live around here. And I must, I must tell you that I did see a photo of, of uh, this guy and his new, his new love. But he looks very happy, so that's good, good for him. If he's finally living his, uh, living his truth, <laughs> then good for him. And the other guy looks pretty gay, so I'm assuming he's the guy in the relationship, my cousin. But I got to say something. This, uh, this guy, it's not surprising to me uh, after I reflected upon this because I would hang out with him when I was young once in a while. And he's funny as fuck, one of the funniest people I've ever known. But he had kind of like a feminine thing going on. Little bit feminine. So so it, once I heard it, I was like, hmm. Yeah, well, I didn't see that coming, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> so uh crazy how shit works, huh? This crazy life. Uh anyway, let me let me uh, steer back on the road here. I'm an old fuck. Officially. I think it becomes official when you do this thing, when this thing happens to you. Oh my god, you've just come on fucking sing it! All right. I know. See, I'm old and I'm rambling. That's one of the signs. No, the real thing is when you throw your fucking back out. Well, 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 James. I'm just going to take a wild guess that maybe you're taking some traumatic pounding in your backside and it put a lot of stress and pressure on your lower back. Is that what happened, James? No. And in fact, James, is this cousin you're speaking of that no one seems to know, is it actually... Is it actually you, James? No, no, no. That's simply a coincidence. I'll tell you this. I, there, there wasn't an incident that happened that, uh, that I could account to. But at work, prior to this, I was doing a lot of... See, I don't like, I don't like talking about what I do for a living. I try to keep it secret. So what can I, how can I say it to where I can tell you what happened without telling you what happened? Hmm. I was doing a lot of activities that could, that could put a lot of stress on the lower back over the course of about between two and three months. That's all I'll say. And uh, I believe, see, there wasn't a single incident, but I believe that this, this uh, constant abuse to my lower back finally just uh, it took a toll and it finally just went out. Now, look, it happened on Thanksgiving. That's right. So the night of Thanksgiving, I came home. I was, I didn't do anything crazy, you know, took it real easy. I didn't do any extreme sports or nothing like that. Just fucking went to my in-laws, sat around, <laughs> ate and ate some more, and then came home. And later on, like around three in the morning, I wake up suddenly and I'm fucking locked up. I can't do anything. And I'm like, oh, oh. I'm laying down, I'm asleep, and it wakes me up. And I can't even sit up or bend or anything at all. I had to like roll over <laughs> and then get on my feet because I, I had to take a piss. And I, dude, I, that was like the most excruciating pain I've ever experienced. And uh, I laid back down after I pissed. And just the throbbing pain in my lower back and a lot of heat, like a hot sensation. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Then I was just hoping when I woke up, it would be gone. <laughs> but uh, I woke up. Well, actually, I couldn't even sleep. It was, it was so excruciating. I could not sleep. 
just tossing and turning, trying to get comfortable. And uh, in the morning, nope, nothing was better. Uh, I actually was was forced to work that on that Friday after Thanksgiving, and uh, I, I had a call in, couldn't go to work. Well, I made a doctor's appointment. Something was available. Luckily, my wife drives me. I go in there. The doc, I, my little, my son wants. I want to come with you. He comes in the doctor's office with me, and he's sitting there. And the doctor's like, "It sounds like you have uh, muscle spasms, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you a shot." And that should take down the, uh, what's that word? What is the fucking word? Wow, James, it seems like your memory's going too. I think that's the, the first signs of dementia. Yeah, you're probably right. But uh, inflammation. It's going to take the inflammation down, so I'll give you a shot. I'm like, all right. But this shot has to go in your backside. James, this just gets better and better. I know. And once she said that, my son's face lit up like a Christmas tree. He got so excited. And she tells me, what side would you like it on? And right away, he's on my right side. So he goes, on the right side, daddy, on the right side. I was like, all right, let's give it to him on the right side. She goes, okay, go ahead, pull your, pull your pants down. So I pull my pants down and he's fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> she shoots she puts the shot in my ass and uh <laughs> sends me on my merry way here i am fucking walking slowly like an old like a like a 75 year old man I'm walking through the doctor's office and he's he's laughing saying how great that was uh long story short yeah it did take my inflammation away and um it took a lot of my pain away and but goddamn now i finally get when people talk about back injuries and oh i threw my back out and i was done for the weekend i finally understand what they're talking about because it's you know like you know you think about eh, how bad could it be it's it is miserable you know while my back was in its in, in crisis mode i had to take a shit that was one of the most difficult shits i've ever had to take just having so much pain in my lower back and then trying to balance on the toilet and uh, if you kind of like didn't, what I mean by balance is if you kind of, uh, you know, put tension on your back by, by bending a certain direction, oh boy, so much pain. The, the other worst shit I've ever taken is when I broke my collarbone after my uh, motorcycle accident. You wouldn't think about it, but breaking your collarbone fucks up your, your whole life. <laughs> your collarbone is, 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 is involved with every fucking movement you make and everything you do. So there's pain in no matter what you do. But uh, this was the second worst shit ever. And I don't know if you remember me talking about a couple years ago, I pulled a muscle in my back. This is different. I had uh, muscle spasms, which seems which is way worse than pulling a muscle. So now, of course, I went back on light duty for work. And I was on light duty for two months. <laughs> which was nice. Because uh, I'm sitting in an office during the cold weather and the rain and all that stuff instead of being out wandering, wandering the streets. So I'm in an office. So it was, it was a nice little, uh, little break from the routine of normal work. Um, I got to tell you a few takeaways from my light duty days. Things I've learned. <laughs> I've learned that 
although I do like being in an office because you are protected from the elements, what you're not protected from is fucking people. And, oh, Jesus, man. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you know I prefer not to be around people. I like being a lone wolf because people are fucking annoying. And, oh, God, there are a couple offices that I was in during my light duty days. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I don't know if these people know they're fucking doing it or if it's just this weird habit they do. But I was in two different offices and two different offices have two different people that run the office and they do annoying shit in their own style. One guy constantly fucking whistles all day. He doesn't shut the fuck up. I don't know if he realizes he's doing it, but he listens to oldies. Um, what's the station? K-Earth 101, which in back in my day, it used to be real oldies from like the 50s and 60s. The tears of a clown when there's no one around. That kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, what else can I give you? Uh, Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you, babe. What else? What else we got here? I'm talking real oldies. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. You know, that kind of shit. Now now the oldie station plays uh, like 80s music, <laughs> which is weird. Another reason I'm old as fuck. You see, these are all signs. So this guy... He whistle, he'll whistle along to all the music being played on the fucking radio. Uh, let's see. Let me give you an example here. Hmm. 80 song, 80 song. Uh, what about the... Uh, um, however far away, I will always love you. Right? The cure, right? He'll go like... It's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Shut up! The same fucking monotone whistle all the time. And no one says anything. And I sit there, and I'm just like, that's all I can fucking hear. It's all I can hear. I'm thinking, does anyone else hear this? Does anyone fucking hear this? Is it bothering anyone else? I've learned that I have something called hypervigilance. When I notice everything. And uh, like I've talked to other people, and... If someone's talking to me and they say the word like very often, it's all I can hear. So like the other day I like went outside and like this guy, he, he stopped and like told me something. And then like, I was like, what? And then he like, that's all I can focus on. I'm like, oh, this guy, this, this guy's saying like every third word is like, 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 like. And then I'll talk to someone. Hey, did you, did you get that? Did you hear this? No, I didn't notice that. That's the hell of my life. So this guy whistling, it's, it's just, it takes up my whole world when I'm sitting in the office. And I, I'm just I'm wondering if anyone else hears it. I'm wondering why he's fucking doing it. Does he know he's doing it? Does he realize he's doing it? Does he know that he's annoying as fuck? And it's all I can, it's all I can focus about. And it's like it's on my own personal fucking torture and hell. It's, an, it's really annoying being me sometimes. This is why 
one of the things I can't handle being in an office. Now, look, recently, uh, a friend of mine from work, listener, claims he's my number one fan. Hashtag fuck you, Brian. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. He recently left uh, my, my work location. <clears throat> he left my work location to go to get a, new, a, a different job in a different location. And he's like, dude, come with me. Fuck this job. Let's do something different. But the job he, did, he took is in an office. Now, I actually flirted with the idea of doing the same job. And I went for a meeting to possibly do the same job. And I sat in the office. And you, you, sit, a lot, you sit with the person and you kind of just get a feel for what it is. Uh, you sit with them for an hour just to, uh, to get an idea of what the duties are and what goes on and blah, 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 blah. So I go there, I sit with this person, they're telling me about the job, they're showing me what you do, and I just, for a second, I sat there and I tuned this person out, and I just thought, hmm, what would it be like to actually do this job? And I sat there, and I kind of just spaced out, and I took in the environment. And all it was, was people shouting, people laughing, people talking, phones ringing, alerts buzzing, dings. And uh, walking, people walking around, coughing, and my brain was on overload, dude, noticing all these things, and I just was like, this is chaotic. There's no fucking way I can sit in this place and do this job. It would drive me batshit crazy. There's no way I could do it. It's this fucking asshole whistling times a million. There's just so much shit going on. Oh, God. It would annoy the hell out of me. And this guy, Brian, is like a, like a dumbass. Like, oh, I don't care. I'll die. It's fine with me. <laughs> I like being in this place. It's fun. So uh, go fuck yourself, Brian. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> my brain is far more advanced, uh, supposedly. I, I don't know. But I, I couldn't handle it. It's good for you. And you're, and you're a slow-working hamster in your fucking brain. But my hamster is... Uh, He's, he's running too fast. Can't do it. <laughs> oh, God. I miss you, Brian. You dickhead. Uh, yeah, so, so that's that office, right? The other office I go to, I notice this fucking guy whistling the whole time, and I go to this other office, and uh, the other office was in Pasadena. They sent my ass over there. I think they sent me as, a, as like a punishment. Like, all right, dickhead, you want to be on light duty? Well, you're punished. Now you got to drive 25 miles away at the time that there's the most traffic. Good luck with that. <laughs> it actually wound up being a blessing because my company has a, this little rule where if you have light duty and you go into a different location, you can leave your house at the time you'd normally leave your house to go to your normal work location. And the fact that I only live a couple miles from my work location, I left to go to Pasadena pretty fucking late. So I got paid pretty much the whole time to drive there. So it was pretty sweet. So I burned an hour driving there and like 45 minutes driving home. And I didn't have to sit in the office though that whole time. I'm getting paid to drive there and drive back. So it's pretty sick. But uh, when I went to Pasadena, I'm thinking like, all right, how's this office environment going to be? And it was a lot cooler. But the guy that was in charge of that office, he, he didn't whistle. He talked to himself all day long. And I'm not fucking around. He talked to himself all day long. So here's what he would do. He was in charge of payroll. 
okay, so this guy, he worked this day. And, uh, okay, so he got extra hours this time. And then uh, he got a pay difference because he came in at this time and instead of working that time. Uh, okay, so then I got to add this. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with this guy. Okay, everything's everything's checking up. Sweet. Great. Okay, now this guy. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, okay, he, he took vacation days here, so he, he uh, no overtime that day. And uh, the next day he came in a little bit late, but uh, it's okay because he had personal business time. Uh, okay, so that all checks out. Good. Okay, so, uh, okay, good. That's, that's, that's good. That's settled. That's what he did all day long, too. <laughs> so what i did is i'm like you know what i'm i'm tapping out I, I just took some headphones and yeah another reason i'm an old fuck i have the old-fashioned headphones i don't like earbuds but i like the headphones that that, that dig into your ear holes but they they still are uh, they go over the top of your head <laughs> so i'd sit there and listen to podcasts or i'd be filing listening to podcasts or music uh, mostly podcasts, and that's how I got through that time. But uh, yeah, I did like being sheltered from the elements. But uh, the office environment, man, is all uh, the annoying part is the people because the boss would come in and everything would change. Everyone would act different. They would turn off the music. It would be fucking annoying. And um, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do the office thing. Anyway. The other thing I learned working in this in the Pasadena office is during my commute, I would see the homeless epidemic. Because normally you see one like a homeless guy here and there walking the streets, but where I where I'm working normally, there's not really those tent communities. But driving to Pasadena, man, a lot of time you pass uh, those like storm. What do you call those fucking things? Like the L.A. River, it's like an aqueduct or whatever to, the, for the water to drain. Those things. It's like the homeless like hanging around those. And it's like, you know, they like, <laughs> they like beachfront property type thing. They just all post up by those rivers. I don't know why. It seems like you have a lot of mosquitoes around there. Or maybe it's because it's just you can get, it's, it's kind of away from everyone. I don't know. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably why it's kind of secluded. There's a lot of dirt and uh, open space for them to set up their tents. But it was crazy because this one open, there's an open field. I drive on a 605 and there's this dude who's living like a king, man. There's a big ass open field that no one, it's, it's not residential around. There's like, a, there's like a industrial buildings here and there. But there's a huge open field of green, you know, there's trees, it's green grass. It's actually quite nice. And there's a, a beautiful view of the, of the mountain range. And there's this dude fucking, like if, if he was in the old days when there was no, nothing around, he would have a pretty good plot of land. Like you ever seen Far and Away with Tom Cruise where he's an Irish immigrant and he comes here because they're giving away land to try to... Uh, you know, like in the Midwest to try to get more people to come to this country. And he's like, you know, it's just a free-for-all. You run and you just put your stake in the ground and you claim this land. Like, that would be a pretty good plot of land. <laughs> it's out in the open. You have a beautiful view of the mountains. Uh, there's trees. You know, nice spread. There's like a, that river nearby. It's pretty fucking, it's pretty sick. And here's this homeless guy. Claimed it all for himself. He's got this this big ass tent, and uh, he's under a tree, and I'm thinking like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. 
If I was a homeless guy, that's something I'd have going. But, and you know, he's got he's got this great view of the mountains, and I'm thinking like, you know what, this guy, he's 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 living, but he's a fucking asshole because it's all dirty as fuck. Where he's got his little tent encampment set up. It's like, come on, dude. You can you can hang out there, live off the radar. But why you got to be a slob? I mean, yeah, I know. I know most, like 90% of the homeless people have, have mental problems. You know, it's not, uh, yeah, well, it's because housing is so expensive. No, it's not. 90-something percent uh, have, a, have drug or alcohol addiction problems, and, and they've got mental issues. It's not because they, uh, they can't afford living somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. But, but yeah, driving to Pasadena, I commute every day. It's like you see... You see the homeless problem. It's fucking crazy. But to even top that, my wife and I went to a concert a couple weeks ago. I don't really go to L.A. I try to avoid it. I don't like it. But sometimes we hit, we hit the occasional concert or whatever, and we find ourselves driving through L.A. Dude, we went to the wheel turn, and we were driving through the streets, whatever the fucking map was telling me to do, and I've never seen the homeless epidemic so fucking rampant as it was driving through the streets of Los Angeles. It's fucking insane. Like, I, I, I remember seeing, uh, what's that, uh, like Skid Row. Years ago, I went to a bar to hang out with some friends for a birthday party, and the Skid Row is like down the street, and you can see all the people living on the streets. But this is overflowing into multiple blocks in front of people's stores and in front of apartment buildings. It is crazy. If you want to get an idea of it, just look on YouTube. And uh, it's, it, uh, it's, it's, it looks like, it looks like a block party and there's just nonstop tents. Bunch of people just hanging out, bunch of people in the streets. If it's very unsettling when you're at a, at a, at a red light and you're just hanging out, it just feels like people are going to storm your vehicle at any moment. It made me feel like those, uh, you know, like the apocalyptic type movies where, where you're just in the street and people just fucking uh, run up to your car and break the window and just, you know, rob you. That's how it feels. It feels very unsettling. I'm talking hundreds of people are around you and you're just driving around and they're just hanging around fucking like having a party. It's... It's unbelievable, unsettling, and I, I can't believe the city of Los Angeles let it get so fucking out of control. Because I started watching these YouTube videos, and some cities will not allow it. And this one video showed, you know how sometimes the city will end in the half of the street, and the other side of the street will be a different city? So one city allowed homeless people, and the other didn't? And the person, the camera's like, check this out. Look at this city, fucking spotless under a, under a freeway overpass. Spotless. No trash, nothing, no people, all clear. They look across the street, and it's just nonstop tents, trash, fucking people hanging around, laying on the streets. It's insane. It's insane. It's just getting out of control, dude. And I've been doing, uh, over the last few years, we've been traveling, and it's not just L.A., San Diego is a fucking disaster area. 
even went to, I think I mentioned it, went to Denver, saw some homeless people, not too many, but they're fucking everywhere you go. San Francisco, it's crazy. It's crazy. Someone better clear these people off the streets. I don't like seeing it. Back in my day, we had one or two crazies. But now, it's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a new lifestyle and I don't like it. Yeah, we had, we had one homeless guy when I was a kid. And I'll take it back. There was, a, there was like two or three. I didn't live in a very nice area. <laughs> but we had, our, we had our one homeless guy. That's what I'll say. And in the surrounding areas, there was another one here and there. But we had our one homeless guy that everybody knew who he was. And he was this tall, really skinny dude with like a giant fucking beard and matted hair. And uh, he real dirty. He would always walk around and like stroke his beard. He had like this, you could tell he wasn't all there. But he was harmless. He didn't fuck with nobody at all. He kept to himself, but he would walk around all the time. And that was the guy. But now, you know, like I said, I see more around where I'm living, but it's, uh, it's nothing like these, uh, these areas. There was a whole fucking community by Angel Stadium, and they made them disperse. So I think we have some of those people that they scattered away. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, moving on. Let's go from, uh, from one tragedy to the next. Uh, yeah, I'm old. Like I said, it's a common theme. I have these notes in my phone. I, this wasn't a plan to do this podcast and focus on me being old. But all my notes I looked at involved, <laughs> involved you know, what an old person would talk about. So now that I'm getting old, I'm 36, by the way, if you, if you were curious. So death is a common theme, it seems, nowadays. Now, the Kobe Bryant thing. I got to tell you, man, I, I, I've never been a basketball fan. But this guy has been a part of my life since I was a young kid. He's, he's been around. He's been a, a, a prevalent figure throughout my life. You know, he's, they've always talked about him. He's always been on the news. They've always seen the highlights. By all account, I mean, he had that scandal and all that shit, which I'm not even really sure what the hell happened with that. Seems like he, uh, <laughs> whatever happened wasn't that bad. I don't know the details. Uh, but anyway, besides that, like he's always been, always been in the news, in the media. Uh, won the Oscar a few years ago. Just like, you know, always, always seemed to be, a, to, to, by all accounts, have been a motivated, successful, good dude. I mean, I have heard shit talk like, yeah, he's a fucking ball hog, man. He's a showboat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since his passing, they've, so they've showed videos. And it's because what I've learned is the guy was so fucking dedicated and, and wanted to be so great and, and put so much time in that he felt like if, if he wanted the job done, he had to do it himself because he couldn't depend on, on his teammates a lot of the times, um, which I get on some level. Like, the guy was just... Just fucking extremely motivated. But, you know, I even had, I have friends that are, that are, that were huge Kobe fans. I, I would hang out with my buddy Super Dick, who's been on this show many times. He would wear his, the Kobe jersey all the time. Like, we would, we play basketball together. He'd be wearing the fucking jersey. He'd be talking about Kobe, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, since, uh, since the news came out, I reached out to my buddy Super Dick because I knew he was such a huge fan. And, uh, he said he never missed a game the guy played. He watched every fucking game. 
big guy ever played in. Um, anyway, that, uh, that all being said, I was never a real big fan, but I always respected the guy. And, uh, but it, his death fucking hit me. It hit me on a different level. It hit me on the level of, of the human level of him being a father with his kids. And uh, the reason it hit me so hard is because we had a, we had a recent death in, in my family. And it was strikingly similar. And the guy was a huge Lakers fan and a, and a Kobe fan, which is what made this whole thing extra hard on me. And I mean, I know I was hard on a lot of people, but the way it affected me was on a more, was on a, uh, I don't know how to explain it, dude. It's, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't, oh, well, it's, it hit me harder than you because <laughs> that's not how I'm intending this to sound. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you about it. So we have my, my wife's cousin married to this dude. Uh, he's, he's been on Manfest camping. He's been on one Manfest camping trip. So, I mean, I've, I've shared many fucking beers with this guy. Many family barbecues, like the guy was fucking cool as shit. He would rip rip on me, you know, just talk all kinds of shit. He was uh, really quick, would not hesitate to, to burn you every time he could. One of those type dudes. Fucking uh, was vicious when it came to the jokes. <laughs> and he was 42. He, he, went to, he's, he had a couple problems recently, but by all accounts, in pretty decent health. Father of three, um, yeah, like close to my age, recently went to the the hospital for for an issue. They were monitoring him. You know, I didn't even know he was in the hospital because it wasn't, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal, but they they were keeping him there to monitor him. And then he took a turn for the worse, caught some kind of infection. Next thing you know, he's on like a breathing machine and he's, and he's brain dead. And I'm getting the I'm getting the word from my wife like what the fuck came out of nowhere, okay. And then it's like oh they're they're taking him off the machine, they're planning to do it next week. I'm like what? We went and we watched this guy take his last breath. It it just all was so fucking fast. It was like unbelievable. Like you just you couldn't believe, you're watching it. You're watching this guy who is quick to rip on everyone like you know just a a, a big a, a bigger than life type guy like would rip on you if you showed any weakness like ah oh, don't be a bitch suck it up you know what you got to do so do it that kind of guy so i'm there watching i'm in the room watching this guy on this breathing machine and i'm i'm expecting cuz he looks normal he doesn't look like he's any different and i'm just picturing like okay dude you're going to just snap out of it at any second and just be like why is everyone so sad Snap out of it. Come on. Smile. That kind of thing. Like, that's just how I, just what I was picturing. And then uh, that, that never happened. They, they took him off the machine. And we watched this guy take his last breath. And it was fucking devastating because his, his little kids are his three little kids. And they're in the room. And the youngest one doesn't know what's going on. But the other two are fucking bawling. And uh, it's like, it, it is something that... Uh, I never thought I would see, and uh, I'm not happy that I saw it. It's, it was fucking devastating. And, you know, you go through the whole thing. You, uh, you go to the, to the funeral. To the, you're seeing the family. You're, you're, you know, I wasn't really close to his side of the family, but just seeing all this firsthand, seeing, hanging out with, uh, with, with his wife afterward, 
she's breaking down, just going through it, you know, all the emotions and, and trying to deal with her husband and the father of her kids not being around anymore. And it is the fucking worst, one of the worst things I've ever experienced, just seeing this shit firsthand. Um, and then not two months later or a month later, whatever it's been, you hear Kobe goes down. And like I'm, in, I'm going through this stuff with a family member, seeing this shit firsthand, and, and then hearing about this with his, with his daughter and his, and his leaving behind his other daughters and his wife. It's like, fuck me. It's like I'm having to relive this shit all over again because I'm, I'm just... I'm just knowing what she's going through and, and what the what the family's going through. It's ugh. And knowing that it's so similar that they're around the same fucking age. And this guy was a huge fan of Kobe, so it's like too close to home. It's too fucking weird. So that's why uh this thing for me has been has been uh ugh. Uh, I'm back. I had to stop there for a minute. Uh Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a uh, on on the on the human level, this whole thing has been has been pretty fucking tragic, and uh, yeah, you you've all seen that the world is mourning the passing of this guy. So, not not cool on any fucking level seeing someone so young and so uh, bigger, you know, larger than life go down. Um, I mean, and to be morbid, that is that's like one of the ways that you forever are immortalized as one of the greats, right? If you go down young and you're, and you're a legend on, on some level, musician, actor, uh, you know, sports figure, if you, if you go out young for some, you know, you're just like always remembered as being one of the greats more so than the guys that last a super long time and go out as an old fuck, right? <laughs> God, I should turn that shit into something weird. Speaking of something weird, to try to to try to you know turn all this stuff to to try to laugh about it all. Sorry, dude. I have to I have to try to laugh about it now. I don't want I don't want to keep going on this on this downward negative sadness. Okay, I'm gonna try to spin this car back around to something funny. I know it. This is gonna be fucking twisted. Okay, but I I have to repeat this joke. I have to repeat this joke because I was very proud of it. I was. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this after the whole conversation, but you know, it, it's kind of related. But uh, you ever have one of those? You ever have one of those jokes that you're so fucking proud of? You got to tell people about it. You got to just repeat it out of context and just tell them, like, set it up and then tell them how it went. That's that's this one. And I know it's morbid as fuck, and I know it's in poor taste after what I just was talking about. But uh, you know, it's a segue, so you know, go fuck yourself. I was watching a baseball game. My son played baseball uh, at, this, <laughs> at this facility, and I invited my, my, my Nino, which is my godfather. I invited him to come out and watch the game, and so he did. And so while we're there hanging out, talking and bullshitting, he tells me that, that his, his, uh, his daughter's dog just passed away recently. And I was like, oh, no shit. Now, I know, he, I know his dog that he has. I fucking hate his dog. His dog is annoying as shit and uh, is always like one of those like loud yappers and it's a stupid fucking poodle. I've always hated this fucking dog. And, and uh, apparently he was, he was able to obtain two other of the same fucking dog from the same, like the dog's sisters or brothers or whatever, dog, whatever they are, the sex. And uh, they're from the same litter. 
So there's like three of the same dog now, these little white curly haired poodles, and they're all annoying. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, um, my, my, daughter's, uh, my daughter's dog recently passed away. And it, it kind of didn't bother me because I hated the, other, the original dog. <laughs> so I'm imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining that, that this dog was just as annoying. I'm like, oh, that's fine. And, but I didn't say that to him. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, you know, she loved that dog. And uh, she's taking it real hard. I was like, oh, that's, that sucks. He goes, and she's getting the dog cremated. And, and she's going to get the ashes. In, and she's just picking up the ashes right now. That's why she's not here with us. Um, so she just sent me a photo that she picked up the, the, the urn. Look, and he showed me the photo. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, oh, but, oh, but she is taking it so hard because she loved that dog so much. She would take the dog everywhere with her. He goes, I'm telling you, she would take the dog to Target, put the dog in the cart, push the cart around the store, and no one would ever know the dog was in the cart because it wouldn't make a sound and wouldn't move or anything. And I, I leaned over, dude, and I, and I look at him and I go, she can still do that. <laughs> oh, my God, James, you're such an asshole. I know. But he fucking looked at me and started laughing his ass off. And he's like, you're a fucking dick. And he kept laughing and laughing. And I, oh, I was dying. I've told a few people that because I'm so fucking proud of it. The timing was perfect. The punchline was perfect. It was, it was one of my finest moments. It was fucking hilarious. I would never tell my cousin that. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. But, uh... <laughs> Oh, I still think back fondly on that memory. Just goes to show you how fucked up I am. But, uh, but uh, oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of death. Great segue again, James. You're the segue king. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Recently, my, uh, my, my little boy, he's 10 years old. He was assigned a project. The project was to, you got to pick some kind of uh, like monument or something and, uh, or <clears throat> famous structure or something like that. And then you got you to build a model and you got to do a report on it. And he picked the Golden Gate Bridge because I took him to San Francisco to watch the Dodgers versus Giants. And we crossed the Golden Gate Bridge. And so he's been there. And, uh, and so he really wanted to do that. And so... He told me, and I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, Daddy, I'm doing the Golden Gate Bridge, so uh, you need to help me with my project, okay? I was like, all right. Cut to like three or four weeks later. <laughs> we still haven't started. He, and he would bug me once in a while, like, Daddy, my project. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how responsible this kid is. Like, he wants, he's trying to light a fire under my ass. But I'm thinking, like, why don't you fucking do it? It's not my project, it's your project. And. Uh, I'll take it back. You don't have to. You you don't have to build a model, but uh, you could, or you can do like a PowerPoint presentation, or uh, you yeah something like that. So once we were, it was a crunch time. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do a PowerPoint, dude. It's a lot easier. I'll help you with that. Okay. So we started working on it, and of course, I'm the one doing this fucking project. I'm sure every does every teacher know that these kids, most of the kids' projects are done by the parents. <laughs> It's fucking annoying. It costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. It's, it's annoying. So uh, here we are working on this project. 
And because we're running out of time, I'm the one doing a lot of it. And uh, he'd come home, and one day, uh-oh. <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit was throwing them away. So why steal them? Because he thought it was good sport, because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, my wife and, and my son come home, and I'm working on the project, and they come in, and I'm like, all right, I finished. Ten slides. I go, but there's one of them that I'm a little skeptical about. I'm like, you tell me what you think. I tell my wife, and she's, she's like, okay. And I show her the slide. And the slide, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the Golden Gate Bridge at night. And it talks about the Golden Gate Bridge being the second, the second bridge in the world that people commit suicide from. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, you can't, put, you can't include that in the presentation. What are you thinking? These are 10-year-old children. It's inappropriate. And I go, what are you talking about? This is, uh, it's interesting. It's a fact about the bridge. I go, uh, and these kids nowadays, they play all these video games. They're so fucking desensitized. They're, they're, it's not going to bother them. They're not going to give a shit. Uh, no, I think it's inappropriate. I'm like, Natalie, these kids, I just, we, we were at our friend's house recently, and our son was playing with our friend's son, and they're playing um, Grand Theft Auto, purposely running people over on the street. <laughs> shooting them and taking their vehicles. I don't think talking about people jumping off a bridge is going to phase them one bit. I think you're giving you're not giving these kids enough credit. They're aware of what's happening. I don't I think it's fine. I don't think it's fine. I think it's inappropriate. I, I don't think I should call that. I'm like, "Look, dude, there's only so many things you can talk about a bridge, okay? So this is one of the slides and uh I'm done with this project. I've had it." I'm not putting any more time into it. I'm done. If you want to fix it, you fix it. <laughs> and at that point, then she's like, well, I don't want to work on it either. So, Jacob, just... Because uh, the way you do these, uh, these PowerPoints is they have like a profile at school. So you do it on their, their uh, application and then all the information, everything is already on there so they can access it through their computer at school, which is far more convenient from when I was a kid. From when I was a kid, back in my day, you had to put it on like a flash drive or something like that and then uh, and then take it to school and then do it there and then there'd always be problems. So yeah, it's way more convenient. It's already at the school. He just logs in at school and just press, presses play and there's, there's a presentation on the big screen. So <laughs> she goes, Jacob, go to school tomorrow and ask your teacher if it's appropriate. And so he's like, okay. So he pulls it up at school and uh, it's funny because I even put this as a, <laughs> I, I put this as a, as a post on the interwebs, on the social medias, and I was like, hey, does what do you guys think? Is it appropriate to include this in this kid's presentation? And uh, most people said no, it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was maybe the people I know. You know, most people I know. Uh, hmm. Of course, there's a group of my asshole friends and family that are like, nah, dude, fuck it. Like, who cares? That's fine. But uh, I think the majority were responsible parents and like, oh, no. And they're, you know, they're female. Like, no, that's inappropriate. I don't think, I don't think for that age you should include that. 
So anyway, he shows the teacher and he says the teacher looks at it and goes, it's fine. Doesn't give one fuck. I was like, wow. And my wife was kind of shocked. And uh, I was like, see, there you go. And then he, once he does the presentation in front of his whole class, I, I go, hey, did anyone uh, ask any questions? Or was like anyone like laughing or, or like, what? And he's like, no, nobody cared. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much what I figured. And just in case you were wondering, let me teach you a little something. Something morbid. Uh, the information that we included in the slide, it said something like it's the second, second most used bridge to commit suicide. And uh, I did not include this information. <laughs> uh, so it takes about four seconds total if you jump off the bridge. And it's 245 feet. You travel about 75 miles an hour. And uh, you hit the water pretty much with the force of hitting concrete. So most people die from uh, the impact, internal, internal damage. And then whoever survives the fall usually dies from hypothermia. And I think just 34 people have survived the attempt. And all its history. And the only... Okay, total, I think, uh, I think it said they stopped keeping track of people that have been jumping to detour people from trying to set new records. I read something like a DJ said, oh, if you're the thousandth person to commit suicide, we'll give your family a case of Snapple. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so the number one bridge that people commit suicide off of is called Nanjing Yangtze River bridge in china that has over two thousand people that have killed themselves by jumping to their deaths the golden gate bridge i believe it says it's between 15 to 1600 but there's no way to really keep track because uh people that are not seen i think that is mm, no the one in china is uh is over water Anyway, uh, I don't know. It says a lot of people uh, are not seeing people go specifically to the bridge to do it. And a lot of times they'll find rental cars abandoned in the parking lot, which is pretty fucking eerie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking crazy. You know, I, I love that bridge. I love looking at it. Uh, I like uh, crossing it. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I guess if you're planning on killing yourself off a bridge, that's probably the way to do it. The Golden Gate. It's iconic. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else I got? Let me, let, me just, let me just give you some more information to further my campaign for calling myself an old fuck. That concert I went to with the wife recently, last week, it was uh, to see the Silver Sun pickups. That's right, the Silver Sun pickups. Uh, <laughs> I love that band. And we went, I bought the tickets a long time ago. But you know what? I've realized after watching the show, this is when we, this is where we grow into when we saw the homeless people. What, what I realized is I'm not, I'm not going to concerts anymore. I've had it. I'm done. I can't do it no more. I'm an old fuck. Uh, I have tinnitus, which is a forever ringing in the ear. 
right now I'm every time there's there's dead silence, it's just like, you know, I've I've told you guys about this before, but it's just like ah, just forever, forever. Never stops. So if it gets uh if it's too quiet, it's super loud in my ear. But uh if I have some kind of like a white noise going on, I don't really notice it. But if I have dead silence, it's uh it's all I notice and it's it's overwhelming and unbearable. Maybe I'll go take a trip to the to Golden Gate Bridge and uh, and end it all. <laughs> uh, the other problem is if I if there's if something is too loud, it's like it's like uh, ear piercing to me and it's painful. So I took ear earplugs, and uh, yes, I'm old. We sat up in the balcony. I don't know if you're familiar with a will turn, but it's a small venue. You have the pit if you get there early enough, and you get a special bracelet. I don't know if that's how it works anymore, really. Uh, you get to be in the pit and first come first serve. Once they hit a, a number of people, then then no more people can go in the pit area. Then there's a standing area behind that. Then there's a balcony upstairs. So I just wanted to sit down and relax, and uh, and just enjoy the show. And then on top of it, I was fucking sick, so I loaded up on uh, a bunch of pain meds, and then I took a flask of whiskey, and we just got fucking hammered outside, and <laughs> and then walked in, and I just sat there in a haze up in the balcony. But I had my earplugs in, and it was just so fucking loud. And I'm just like, oh, God, I couldn't really enjoy it. Because I got the earplugs in because of my fucking condition. And on top of it, you know, you can't really hear what's going on because I got earplugs in. So you, you don't get the full experience. So it just seemed like kind of a waste. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fuck. I've had it with concerts. I'm done. Old idiot. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, one final story about me being an old fuck. Uh, recently, we went to, uh, a couple months ago, a few months ago, I don't know. We went to Big Bear. Uh, this this guy, one of our friends, all of our kids are the same age. There's four families. He invited all of us. He rented a cabin, and it was for his kid's birthday. So he's like, hey, let's have a weekend trip in Big Bear, and we're all able to make it. Uh, we went. It was fucking fun. It was uh, snowing. Well, it wasn't snowing, but the snow was already was already out there. Uh, it was really really cool weekend, but at one point we were in the front yard and uh, we're having a the kids are having a snowball fight, and we know these kids all from the baseball days, so they all got pretty good arms. And these fucking kids, dude, they start throwing the snowballs at the old at the old dads, and they're launching these things. Like two of our kids are pitchers, three of them are pitchers, and they throw pretty fucking hard, and they're really going to town. Like they're throwing with full strength. I don't know if you've ever been hit by a snowball, but it fucking hurts. <laughs> it isn't fresh powder. This shit's been there for a while. So when you pack it up, it turns into like a rock. And uh, they're letting us have it. And I was like, oh, fuck this. And they're, just, they're all attacking the old dads. And the other guys, they took off and I'm going for it. And uh, these kids, they got the high ground. So they have an advantage over me. And I'm, I'm, throwing them, I'm throwing the shit at them too. At one point, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to give it to them. I loaded up my my arm with like you know six snowballs, and I just start running up the hill, and I'm lo- I'm just nailing every one of these kids, dude. I fucking it was like an action movie, all right. It's like slow motion. I'm running up, I'm just nailing one after another. I got a couple of headshots in there, and then when it all was said and done, most of the kids were crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm that old fuck that uh you know, fought fire with fire and gave it, gave him hell. And they started crying, dude. 
<laughs> I'd like to say I'm, I wasn't proud of it, but I, I, I fucking was. I was proud of it. I did feel bad because of the, the fathers, because I'm like, oh boy, are they going to you know, give me shit? Like, dude, what are you hitting my kid for? But uh, they were all really cool about it. And they're like, see, that's what you get. You want to throw hard like that? That's what you get. Like, you better stop crying. <laughs> uh. When we were uh, driving around, uh, the lake was frozen over. And there was big signs saying, do not, do not walk out on the frozen lake. You know, a fine of $500. But you see a bunch of people walking out there. And then at one point, we were, you know, we took the kids to go um, sledding down a hill. And we walked out to the lake. And, dude, you just, you, you're just drawn to it. Like, you want to walk out there because it's like, you know, the lake's frozen. It's like your natural instinct just to walk out. And then uh, one of my buddies, like, he goes, he goes, hey, Dick, walk out there and grab that, uh, that stick that's out there, and I'll give you 20 bucks. And I'm just like, dude, I would be the guy that walked out there and the fucking ice breaks and I fall in just to, to make 20 bucks. I go, nah. And I, start, I, I took like a step out on the ice, and it was actually a lot harder than you think it was. But, you know, I was just thinking, my luck, I would hit a, a soft patch and just fall right in. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. And also because, actually, I was going to do it, but I didn't want the kids to see me and then start, you know, getting braver and, oh, I'm going to go out there. And then they fall in and I'm the asshole that started it. So, yeah, I didn't do it. But uh, it turned out like a week later, <laughs> these stupid people, they had to get rescued because they did fall through the ice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, I'm going to wrap this fucking thing up. I've just been uh, kind of rambling. I'm already hitting my hour. But I got one more story real quick. This one is uh, not related to anything. I just was confused. This happened yesterday. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned that I'm back at work. I've been back at work for uh, about three weeks. I'm not on light duty no more. I was working the whole time, but I was on light duty. But for three weeks, I've been back to my normal shit. But uh, yesterday, I found myself in uh, next to this business. And I noticed that all the windows have uh, that like reflective mirror type type uh, finish to them and most of them are kind of blocked and I hear people talking inside and it seems kind of like a private place and I look at the sign I'm like what is this place and it says a merry Asian rocks and relics auctions I'm like what the hell does that mean and in the front door it's uh when you can the door's open you can see inside and all there is is one of those giant geodes that's cut in half and you can see like the the, the purple crystally things inside but you can't really see inside the business you can just that thing's kind of blocking the entrance um, and then I see this giant sign on the window and I start reading it and I don't know what the fuck this place is or what they do I mean it says it's a it's a rock auction but I just found this whole thing strange. If you know what this is or what's going on, if you have any clue, it sounds like a front to me. Like they're doing some shady kind of shit in this place. I don't know what's going on. But a lot of Asian uh, writing. It's probably Chinese. I don't know. Uh, but here's what it says. It, it has an English translation. It says, The principle of a merry Asian rocks and relics auctions. And I'm not, I'm not saying that wrong. It says a merry Asian. It's not a merry Asian. It's a merry Asian rocks and relics auctions. Number one, admission, $10 per person for single entry. I'm thinking, what? 
you got to pay to walk in this place and uh it's an auction you got i don't know you got to pay to go into an auction I, i've never been to an auction so i don't know if this is how this works uh then underneath that it says it is refundable against the minimum $100 product purchased okay number 2 annual membership fees $100 per person unlimited entry for 1 year it's like okay you need an, you need a membership to auction how many rocks are you trying to fucking buy i don't get how this whole thing works uh, is it like a dealer? Like you go buy these rocks and you sell them somewhere else or what? Is this where Knott's Prairie Farm gets their little rocks from? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Number three, lifetime membership fees, $500 per person, unlimited entry for a whole life. Uh, number four, we only serve the first 20 people daily without further notification. The first come, first serve. Note, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. For informa more information, call this number. For entry, ring the doorbell. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I looked this place up on Yelp. Zero trace of it. And there's no information. I looked it up on the, just the Googles. Nothing. Except uh, like a headquarters in some other city in Alhambra or something. Diamond Bar. But I just thought this whole thing was strange and kind of cryptic. Like what is going on in this place? How, how are they making money? Is there really a demand for these rocks, these like geo-type rocks? What do they do with them? I saw two Asian guys walk out of the, the place. They didn't seem very high society. They seem like they're just a couple of regular dudes. I told my wife that, and she's like, yeah, most Asians look normal. <laughs> like the ones with money, I guess. They're not very flashy. I don't know. If you know anything about this, I, I would love some information about it. I couldn't find anything online in my limited research. James, how are they going to give you any information? Well, it's great that you asked. Thanks. TheDangerHour at Yahoo.com. Email me. I'm the only one that accesses the email. You can send me anything you want. Any requests, any questions, any, uh, any, any uh, recommendations. You got a song you want me to listen to? I'll listen to it. You got a recipe you want me to make? I'll make it. You got a restaurant I should go to? I'll taste it. You want to send me nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them, as long as they're tasteful. I'll still look at them. Movies? I'll watch them. All of it. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. I won't spam your ass. None of that stuff. We're all adults here. So, yeah. That's about it. That's all I got. Shady Asian business. If you can shed some light on this, I'd be very interested to, to find out what's going on there. It's probably, uh, it's probably <laughs> sex trafficking, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to jump to conclusions. All right, let's start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy Them. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. I fancy that as a segment in which I share something that I fancy. Something happy and positive in my life. Something that I fancy. <laughs> I'm going to give you two this time. Uh, oh, fuck. I already blew one of mine. <laughs> I had under the fancy that. A snowball fight making kids cry. Ah, oh, goddammit.
Well, look at that. Well, uh, I guess I'll just give him my last fancy. Well, that's kind of anticlimactic. I'm sorry. Uh, I fancy... I fancy... Uh, you know what? You're going to judge me on this one. Whatever, though. It's, it's, it's real life, bro. Hashtag real life. Uh, shout out to my buddy Peterson. Peterson is what you would call a man-child. <laughs> he is... He is over the last, uh, it seems like recently, the last handful of years, he's gotten really big into Lego, all right? Over the years, I've done Peterson's podcast. It was called The Ned Files. Now it's called The Bed Files. <laughs> There's a whole history behind that, but uh, anyway. The Bed Files podcast, you can look them up on wherever you find podcasting. Uh, iTunes, all that shit. So... Uh, Every time I go do this guy's podcast, his, his room in the back, he has like a, a detached room in the back of his yard. And uh, every time I go there, his room gets more and more filled with Lego. I'm not fucking with you. If you walk in, it's like wall to wall, floor to ceiling with Lego and, and action figures and shit. This guy has really lost it. His, his whole life is now dedicated to Lego. I think, I think he would actually... If someone offered him, you know, a lifetime of Lego for free, all he has to do is leave his family, he'd be out the door in a flash. He wouldn't even say goodbye. He'd be gone. No, that's not true. He's a good husband and father. Uh, anyway, oh, speaking of Peterson and speaking of the, the bed files, I also fancy he's starting this, uh, this contest up. It's kind of a play on, on the, what the fuck, dude, I'm a mess. My brain doesn't work sometimes. Like, the information is just not there. I'm trying to reach for it, and it's just not there. Ever since my stupid fucking accident, my brain does not fire the way it used to. I used to be, oh, I used to be good. Oh, boy, was I good. James, I think this just runs along with your current theme of you being old. And you're getting dementia, James. Your grandfather used to repeat the same stories to you all the time. Yeah, you're right. You know, and even when I tell him, oh, yeah, you told me this before. He go, oh, really? Anyway, uh, so what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> he would just carry on with the story. My fucking dad, whenever I talk to him on the phone, he goes, hey, did I tell you about this or that? I was like, yeah, dad, you've told me that three times already. Ah, uh, really? Oh. Ah, uh, don't get your panties in a twist. All right, just calm down. <laughs> it's crazy. I think that just runs in our family, the dementia thing. It's not, I know, I mean, it's not really dementia, but you just, uh, these, the, the men in my family just repeat shit all the time. They forgot what they told people. That's me. Ugh, it's fucking depressing. See, what was I even talking about? I go on my tangents, dude. Steer the car back on the fucking road, James. Uh, I was talking about Peterson and, oh yeah, the podcast, uh, The Bed Files. He's doing his <laughs> March Madness. That's what it was. That's what I was thinking of, trying to think of. It's that basketball bracket system thing. I don't watch basketball, but I've heard, I've heard tell of, of such things. He does a similar bracket style contest in which you uh, judge people on how much you want to hump them. That's right. The hump games are back, everybody. The hump games are back. Uh, I provided Peterson with a, a theme song for the hump games. I'm pretty proud of it. It's a play on, it's a play on uh, Game of Thrones. If you'd like to hear it, I think you've got to check out Peterson's podcast. The Hump Games for all the action. See if I win this thing. I'm feeling kind of confident 
but uh, Momoa scares me. Jason Momoa. I don't have him. But uh, he's going he's gonna to give me a rough amount of money. That fucking guy. All right, so uh, the Bed Files, the Hump Games, check that out. But uh, Peterson's a big Lego enthusiast, and uh, I found myself once in a while jumping on the Lego thing myself. I did the, the Beatles Yellow Submarine, but recently, in my latest dive into being a nerd, I have spent a small fortune on <laughs> the 1989 Lego Batmobile. It's fucking huge. I got to tell you something. The 1989 Batman, the Tim Burton Batman with Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, that was my shit as a kid. All right? That was what defined my childhood. I fucking loved that movie. I've been a fan of Jack Nicholson ever since. Michael Keaton's, yeah. Batman. I mean, I always liked Batman, but that movie really nailed it for me. That put my, my like into love. So it's very nostalgic for me when I saw that Batmobile. And it looks amazing. I was like, oh, I have to have that. And, uh, and then I got, I actually, it, it, it was out for a while. And I was just, should I get it? That's kind of a lot of money. Should I actually get it? I was like, yeah, just fucking get it. Who cares? <laughs> It'll be fun to put it together. So I order it and it goes, not available anymore on back order. We will email you when it's available. It's like, all right. So like a week or two pass. And it's like, your order has been canceled. It is no longer available. And then, I'll, then it, at that point, it's like, fuck, now I really want it. So I kind of forgot about it. I was like, well, that's over with. Because I, uh, I looked on secondary markets and they jacked the price way up. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that shit. Fuck it. I guess I'll never have it. And then like a couple of days later, your order has been shipped. I'm like, what? Fucking Lego with a drama, just sending me on a high and low all the time. All right. So uh, then it came, and it's fucking huge. I spent hours upon hours the last few days, and I really enjoyed myself. I really fancy putting together a giant Lego mission. I'm looking at it right now. It's in this little room I'm in. It's about uh, between a foot and a half and two feet long. And it took... Fucking hours, many man hours. Probably took me about eight to ten hours. I'm not joking, but it was very therapeutic, a lot of fun. I would just sit there. Like I happen to find myself having a lot of alone time lately. Actually, one day for work, I was kind of like an on-call thing. So the wife was gone. I was out working, and then like so, you know, I find myself at home for hours and hours, getting paid to put Lego together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was an overtime day. So uh, I put, uh, you know, I, a lot of it was put back into the, the cost of this fucking thing. <laughs> so there I am, all alone, sitting in my kitchen, listening to podcasts, actually listening to classic rock, putting some uh, Lego Batman thing together. And uh, man, I really, really enjoyed that time. And then another night, my wife took off and went to go visit her parents. So there, you, there I am again, alone. I was like, well, I guess I'll... Put some more hours into this thing. It's really cool. It's really fun. And when you're done with it, you get this whole thing to look at. And I'm looking at it right now. And it's pretty fucking cool. So, uh, Lego. As an adult. (laughs) Spending hours and hours assembling 
a very, very complicated, detailed project. Dude, this thing is like putting a real car together. There's so many pieces involved. The, the guy, whoever engineered this thing is a fucking genius. It's, it's very complex. Very complex. Like you're building like, how do you think of this shit? But uh, man, the final product is like, you know, it's very impressive. And I feel like, I think even Peterson had one one time that his, his stupid friend dropped. <laughs> his friend Danny from the show, who uh, I happen to love that dickhead too. He picked up this giant, I think it was, uh, don't get me wrong of uh, Peterson, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the Avengers Tower. I think he picked it up, wow, this thing's great. And he dropped it and it burst into a billion pieces. And he had a, luckily he had the, the, the book and he put it all back together again. Because, dude, if you if you drop it and it falls apart, you know you gotta you gotta just take the whole thing apart and start from scratch. Because, good luck. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's nerdy, but it's fucking fun. So I get it, Peterson. You're you're like on a, a psycho level with this stuff, but uh, but I'm 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 there. I kind of get it. <laughs> so yeah, assembling the Lego Batmobile. And I hope you're not confused with the other normal little bullshit Batmobiles. This is the real deal. This is like the big daddy of them all. All right? This is very complex. Huge. Very detailed. It's not your father's Lego. That's all I'm saying. So that. You know what? Even Peterson, I'll throw you in there. Lego Batmobile. The time. The music, listening to it. It's just the whole thing. The whole process was fun. Peterson. The bed files. The hump games, all that shit. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Uh, yeah. The fuck you moment is the opposite of fancy. That's where I get to end the show on a negative note. Oh, I get to whine, complain, bitch, jump up and down and nag and blah, blah, blah. All the things that I don't like. Okay? Things, some, some things I want to say fuck you too. All right, there's a few of them here. First one is to the Astros organization. That's right. I'm a Dodger fan. And you motherfuckers stole our World Series. With your cheating horse shit. You know what Daniel Day-Lewis would say about this shenanigans? I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Drainage, Eli. Drainage. <laughs> Drainage, Astros. You've stuck your fucking straw into the mm, World Series milkshake. And you slurped it all up, you motherfuckers. You took it from us. Banging on trash cans. Buzzers. On the inside of arms or shirts or whatever the hell it was. Jesus Christ. And that fucking Altuve. You know what? I already hated looking at that little bastard. That short little bastard. I already never liked looking at his stupid little fucking face. His Down syndrome face. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's how he looks to me. So it was one thing looking at his stupid fucking face and, uh, and hearing his dumb voice. But now all this stuff that happened with, with him and his, oh, no, don't take my shirt. Don't take my shirt. And then they called him on it. 
that was that was my favorite part. How? Why did you not? How, why didn't you not want your play your teammates to, to take your jersey after the the game winning home run? Oh no, cause I'm shy. My wife don't like me taking my shirt off. Go fuck yourself because you're shy. Oh goddamn! You know what a better excuse would have been? Oh, because this was the game winning home run, and I want to save this jersey. It means a lot to me. That would have worked. Not. Oh, I'm shy. What the fuck? My wife doesn't like it. Oh, Jesus. Cheating fucking assholes. Anyway, yeah, they stole signs and uh, changed the outcome of the games. The Dodgers would have won. Oh, it would have been so beautiful. You fucking tarnished um, the season for, for Dodger fans, for the organization. You fucking ruined baseball in a sense. It's like, dude... You think, uh, you know, out of all the sports, that's one of the ones that's like the most pure. Seems kind of hard to fix. I mean, there, there are bad calls and all that shit, but this seems like that's a hard one to, to fix. But uh, ah, Jesus Christ, fucking Astros. Fuck you, Astro. I'm not going to get more into it, okay? Because uh, it's very upsetting. But fuck you to the Astros. You know what? There is another thing I want to say about that shit. They fired the fucking team manager and the general manager, and that's it. They're done. What about the fucking players, man? What about the players? Why aren't they out of the league banned? Do I need to remind you about the Black Sox scandal? In which eight guys apparently, allegedly helped fix a World Series for money? Banned for life? No Hall of Fame? Nothing. And all this little fuck has to do is go, Oh, I'm sorry for my participation in these things. We are... We are, uh, we are embarrassed. We are sorry. You're not fucking sorry. You're just sorry that you got caught. You don't give a fuck. You've been cheating for years. All of a sudden, you're sorry and you feel bad. Go fuck yourself. God damn it. Anyway, fuck you to the Astros. You want to pour salt in my wound? My, uh, my little boy, he's taking a break from travel ball because he wants to play with his friends. So Little League's starting back up. So uh, once again, I'm helping to to coach his little league team, and my uh, I'm I'm doing it with the same guy from last year, the guy we won the TOC championship last year when my kid was on the little little league Dodgers. So now this year he's going. We're playing up a level, and he's the, he's on the major team now. And uh, the coach, he's the head coach. I'm the the, the assistant coach, or he's. <laughs> He's the manager. I'm the head coach, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he goes to to the meeting to pick everyone to pick their, sh- their their draft and to pick their team name and all that. He's like, dude, I couldn't get the Dodgers. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the guy from last year already had dibs on it because, you know, we're now we're jumping up a level. So I guess whoever had it before got to keep it or something. I'm like, well, who are we now? He starts laughing. He's like, bro, you're not gonna. He's like, you're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be pissed off. I'm like, don't, don't tell me. We're the fucking Astros. I'm like, no. Why would you do this? He's like, I did it on purpose. I think it's funny. I'm like, you're a fucking Dodger fan too, man. I know. He's like, but they're wearing the old jerseys. Those are pretty cool. I'm like, you fucking picked it because of the old school jerseys, dude. They look good. I was like, oh god. Plus, I think it's funny. It's like, oh no, no. <laughs> So now I got to rep the fucking Astros after this 
uh, after this soul-crushing horseshit came out this year. <laughs> so fuck you, Joe, for picking the Astros, you dickhead. I know it's funny. It's funny. Believe me, I know it's funny. But the fact that, like, you know, the whole year, I'm not buying no Astros hat, you know? I'm just going to wear, like, the Little League logo hat. I'm not, I'm not repping no fucking Astros. I can't do it. Can't do it. You know what? I might buy the shirt. My cousin Monkey, <gasps> he was talking about a shirt called, it says the Asterix. <laughs> and uh, it's like a, a play on their logo. But maybe I'll do that just to fucking say like a little fuck you the whole season to the Astros, not my team. So yeah, so fuck you to the Astros. Fuck you, Jose Altuve. I just don't like looking at a stupid goddamn face. And uh, fuck you all. Fuck everybody. Fuck life. And, <laughs> and fuck Joe for picking the Astros and uh, rubbing salt in my, my poor wounded heart. Yeah, fuck all that. Fuck you. I'm broken. Fuck you! All right. That's going to do it. Thanks for joining me. I know it was a long one. A lot of diarrhea of the mouth. But you know, we had a lot to catch up on. So uh, I feel pretty good about this. We uh, covered pretty much all of it, I think. So, yeah, something more to say than uh, goodbye. So, as always, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. <laughs>